idea that perhaps God himself would blur the edges of the written word to shake awake the sleeping to the word that already dwells in them Yeah, 
you got to write DNA. The whole imprint of the whole thing. It's funny, I was watching um, the film yesterday, Oppenheimer, and boy, what a what an amazing technical achievement as a film that was, and how utterly bankrupt of any meaning or any truth it was. Not even near caught up to the kinds of things that the mainstream media is already accepting in terms of, you know, they bring out Einstein as a buffoon. It was really, um, I would say, almost like a suicidal gesture by Christopher Nolan, the great director. Um, Well, my suggestion for them, you know, for all of them, would be to do a little bit of research and um, look into the true beginnings of quantum physics and understand that the quantum physics that they're a lot of these physicists were uh, inspired by the Vedas of of you know just pre India and um, you know it's always based on you know the micro and the macro right that's where they're trying to do the God particle is a quantum physics experiment and. Uh, you know, like you can have, it's almost like sympathetic magic, quantum physics, quantum mechanics. Uh, they had no idea what they were talking about. And, you know, the theories that they bandied about, well, we can implode it by, you know, launching some explosives, uh, in, you know, into the, uh, the atom, thereby releasing the energy. Well, really? <laughs> um, you know, it was... Hard to imagine these actors that were doing such a good job, uh, you know, imitating famous people uh, and and so serious, famous in history, uh, were so completely bloody lame. And I suppose, I I think the, the director went off one book, somebody wrote a book and They went by the book rather than, you know, something like this should take a few years to produce. You know what I mean? It should be like a labor of love if someone really wants to get into the splitting of the atom. And then why splitting things that are very small yields energy. The micro and the macro. Atman equals Brahman to quote from the uh, Upanishads, which came from the Vedas. Right? Right? I am Shiva, the destroyer of worlds. Only problem is that Shiva, Lord of the Dance, is not the destroyer of worlds. I mean, he's the creator and the destroyer. It's a metaphor, a symbol to uh, to basically describe the creation and simultaneous destruction of the universe at the same time while crushing. There's a little figure underneath Lord of the Dance at the foot, the actual foot of the dancer of Shiva, and Shiva's stamping on evil. They represent The little figure down there represents evil. So stepping on evil and, and Lord of the Dance is the creation, destruction, trying to describe the indescribable universe and its uh, creation and the creation of obviously there's 
there was a knowledge way back then of the creation of supernovas, black holes, other planets, uh, you know, uh, that, that the creation process is a constantly changing, constantly moving thing. At the same time, human beings are conscious beings. Singular. And you're born with certain assets, and you're not ever changing. You have the personality you have. That's you. That's your soul. That's your soul. And that's who you are. And, you know, the work here is only the beginning because you carry the soul into eternity. I mean, you've always had it. You come here, you have it. You leave here, you have it. You have it forever. That's the thing. So you you got to realize that um, in coming here, you made a, you know, either you made a huge mistake figuring you could have a decent life here which you really can't. It's, I don't care what, how you slice it, it's unfair. No matter, I don't care who it is, it's unfair. It's unfair, unjust, unrequited, unachieved, unrealized, and uh, unfortunately the uh, religious institutions of the world Sell it as that you could have a good life if you'd only bow your knee to, you know, Jesus or, you know, Hitler or whatever. Of course, that's not true. A life with Jesus is a life of suffering. But the difference is the suffering is not in vain because it's for the kingdom. You can look at it this way. Suffering for Jesus is like building up a bank account. And as you suffer for Christ, you gain wisdom, strength, character, uh, the capacity to love and have compassion. All those things grow as you suffer. And so maybe that's you know the reason for the, the overwhelming amount of demons that are on the planet at this point, which is pretty much 90%. I mean, they're just overwhelmed. They're just over. We're overwhelmed. We're overrun with demonic energy and people that they may not be demons themselves, but they, when you know, whichever way the tide is going, whichever way the wind is blowing, they're going to go with it. So they're no help, right? They just jump on whatever it is, and so that can be very debilitating. Realizing that, well, in your terms, in my terms, we're never really going to have justice. We're not going to have, you know, payback. We're not going to have, oh, finally, we've, we've, we've got it. Finally, we're on the right, you know, it's, it's going to be that struggle. And the struggle is what yields fruit. And that fruit is what God wants. Because that's the fruit of the Spirit rather than the fruit of vanity. And so suffering is necessary to bring that fruit about. As far as who, which one is successful, which one isn't, God can make anything or anyone successful or anyone a failure. But I wouldn't look to Satan for that. Because if God has it in for a person, 
And they sell out to Satan thinking they're going to go up the ladder now. Uh, Satan just backs off and says, hey, but the true master of, the, of everything says, no, screw you. You're going down, buddy. You're Job. And so that's the end of it. And a discussion. No fair. No justice. Well, you shouldn't seek justice in worldly terms. Justice can only be sought in universal terms or in spiritual terms with the Lord. Is there justice because you learned a lot in your suffering and you advanced as a spiritual being? Is that worth it? Is that is that a um, an advance of your soul? Absolutely. What would it be if it did not suffer and you just stayed in the same state you were in when you were a baby? Well, then you you would be a, a waste of time on earth. So the suffering yields fruit. And um, I think the way to look at it is, you know, to not really acknowledge that you're suffering, but that, you know, we're always going through something. And right now we have the backwards, which is, you know, the, the, the world as a backlash. All the information is coming out about how evil these people are, but they double down anyway. They continue to double down with their hands caught because they believe their God will deliver them. They do believe in God, their God, Satan. And um, they do a lot of bad things off camera where you don't see them. And they feel entitled to rule over you and to rule over, over their little fiefdom, which is a little more than a pathetic joke and that makes them a little more than, than you know, absurd clowns at best. People that need to be laughed at. People that need to be put down. People that need to be put in their place. People that that go on with all their uh, arrogance and ignorance on display and you almost just have to look away and say, Lord, uh, you know, I know you're going to smack these people down, but please don't do it on my behalf. I mean, what they, they're totally embarrassing and I understand getting the hook out and I understand that you know, that as they get older, they're going to suffer mightily, but I just don't want to be a cause of it. I mean, I, I can't believe the ignorance involved in making proclamations about the sun and the moon and, and, and about vaccines and, and culling populations. And it's hard for me to believe that anyone would ever even stoop to that level and in, in, on top of it have no scientific data to back any of it up. None. Zero. Zip nada. Nothing. There is no data to back up blotting the sun. There is no data to back up chemtrails. There is no data to back up vaccines. There is no data of any of it. They just do what they want. Data takes too much time to compile, folks. It takes too much time to gather. It takes too much time to, to catalog. It takes too much time to to, to, to teach at various universities, they don't have time for data. They want to get right to it, and now they want to, to release Ebola, which is what they tried to do back in the Obama era. They, they, they brought a few Ebola people here hoping it would spread, but it didn't. Um, President Ebola. Yes. Uh, they absolutely want to exterminate the human race. 
and they walk around. I mean, you know, and, and everyone around them is a coward, afraid to say anything. Hey, Larry Fink, you don't think. Right to his face. Hey, Larry Fink. Try thinking, clown. You're nothing but a clown with your stupid opinion. You know nothing about anything. Anything. Even your idea of what is it? What is it? Uh, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's one of the lamest, stupidest things that I've ever heard, and plus it's not implementable. And they have no intention of implementing it. They just want it to sound good to the sycophants out there who, uh, you know, who are unable to read a book, to contemplate the universe, to think about the stars, to think about anything other than their own political bent, which is basically to destroy and overthrow. Well, what do you want to destroy and overthrow? Anything that's established, everything that needs to be, every single thing on earth needs to be overthrown, according to them. Every statue, every government, every currency, every building, everything. And why do they want to do that? Because life is unfair, that's why. And they want to blame the institutions, and they want to blame anything that's built, Anything that has a, uh, a business, anything that works, must be blamed and destroyed. Because it's not fair. Because there is no equity. There is no inclusion. There is no guaranteed universal basic income. Therefore, it must be destroyed. It doesn't matter what it is. Everything. What if you're just left as a caveman then? Or, you know, just Nothing. Fine. Payback will be complete. And your job will be over. You should just kill yourself. Once you get to that point, because no one will have anything and everyone will be starving to death and cannibalism will rule the day with Marina Abramovich as your high priestess. She'll make art out of your cannibalism. MoMA. Um, Marina Abramovich runs MoMA and has apparently fellatio uh, contests and uh, fondling contests. Part of her art is getting people to fondle other, you know, the display artist, the display art genitalia must be fondled as part of the art exhibit. Um, well, of course, I warned you about her from the very beginning that she's... Uh, Basically just a disgusting witch with no redeeming value whatsoever. And the only reason that people, you know, want to be around her is because she has power and they want power that she has, like Lady Gaga and the rest of her little uh, disciples. You know, Bill Gates being the big promoter of Marina Bravamich and then MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, uh, the most prestigious modern art museum in the world, featuring... Uh, Basically the same woke shit. And it's really incredible. I know a lot of that woke stuff's going away. But anyway, so the backwards is basically what we've been dealing with. And, and you know, when, when that comes, you know, it comes like a freight train across the board. There's not much you can do about it except try to, 
you know, waited out like a storm. And that's the best advice I have is wait it out like a storm. Don't make any opinions about the world based on a backwards push. You're likely to see that after, um, you know, the election. You know, if Trump gets elected, something like that, you're going to see a tremendous backlash. You're going to see, you know, burning down cities and killing people and torturing people, all to be blamed, of course, on Trump. And uh, it will all be untrue. And it'll all be clown show, clown world. But then that's what we expect to give the little people out on the street. They need clown show, clown world. They need to be entertained. So all the news really is, and all the bad news, and all the World War III news is basically entertainment. There's, you know, it's got nothing to oh, People are dying, so what? It's part of the entertainment. It's just entertainment for the little people that can't figure out how to tie their shoelaces. That's all it's for. It's for stupid people. MSNBC is for stupid people. The, the, the movie Oppenheimer is for stupid people. Really dumb, dumb shits beyond belief. Stupid people. And if you don't believe me, go watch it. it, it go watch how they explain uh, fusion and fission. You won't believe it. The the glibness is is uh, the, the fact that they don't know what they're talking about means they go glib. So they go, you know, they speak in little platitudes about it. Like, yeah, that would be fusion if we went with a hydrogen bomb, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever their thing is. Please don't expand. Here, here's one of the great lines from the movie. Please don't expand into the hydrogen bomb, please. We need to have a committee to stop the, the, the spread of atomic weapons. And it's like, sorry, the hydrogen bomb's already underway. It's already being manufactured. The, the Cold War uh, rush to uh, nuclear superiority has already begun. Thank you. Now, Oppenheimer, get the fuck off the stage, you stupid fool. Don't ever come back here again and shut your mouth. Go be with your Shiva and your whatever, your little peace thing and your commies or whatever you're going to do. And get the hell out of here. Thank you. They got that part right. As soon as he made his contribution, um, as soon as they split the atom and released its energy, uh, poor Oppenheimer was dismissed. Yeah, dismissed from the entire conversation, including politics. Ruined because of his communist background or his sympathy. His communist sympathizing, I should say, since he was not a card-carrying member. And uh, Einstein couldn't help him. His buddy Einstein tried to tell him, hey, listen, when they shake your hand at the committee hearing, when the the hearing is over, and you're exonerated, and you're man of the year on Time magazine, remember, they're only shaking their hands because of themselves, not because of you. It's for their photo op. You get it? You get me? Do you understand? You're nothing, Oppenheimer. You're trash. Any idiot could have split the atom. You are an idiot. Understand? An absolute idiot. You're worse than Bill Gates. You're a fucking idiot. Don't ever try to teach a science class ever again. Especially not something on atomic uh, f- uh, uh, on, on atomic quantum physics. 
please don't. Please, please never do that. Just stay in New Mexico and live in a tent and, you know, be like the Indians. You know, forgotten, mistreated, and uh, forever disrespected. Things do change, though. You talk about it backwards. Man, oh, man. I did enjoy seeing New Mexico on the screen. And with, uh, you know, uh, Christopher Nolan directing, he takes really nice images and the costumes and the people and the time. And they had Robert Downey Jr. dressed up like an old man. He basically sort of passed. It wasn't great, but, you know, he did his thing. He was kind of an evil fellow, um, you know, trying to keep his power in the midst of the transitioning uh, power from atomic it's really a story about how we went from atomic to hydrogen so fast. How we got into the Cold War using scientists who were peaceniks out of Germany, because they're all German, right? They didn't come over after World War II. They were here during the whole thing, too. But we knew that already. So, um, you know, we understood that uh, through German physics and whatnot, we, we eventually got the uh, quantum physics uh, you know, with Roots and Einstein and others. And eventually it came to be splitting the atom. And then Oppenheimer was simply dismissed as a derelict. Nice? You like that? Huh? You like your society? Love it? Want to sell out to it? Want to get on your knees before it? You want to worship it? Because what you're doing is just worshiping ignorance. And you're selling out into uh, stupidity and nothingness. You're actually becoming part of just a rush to ignorance. A rush to destruction. And that's what they all are. All the news media and all the, you know. Hollywood certainly has, uh, predictably, uh, shot themselves in the foot. Because, you know, letting the chai comms come in and basically tell them what to do with their scripts. <laughs> <You know. laughs> so they spend all this money, right? Hundreds of million dollars, dollars on these feature films. And they say nothing, they go no, nowhere, they do nothing. And, and, you know, how many of those can you actually afford before you're broke? And the answer is there, there's already turnover at the studios. There's already... Um, uh, you might even see a time where Disney goes bankrupt. Very possible. Because they can't stand on their own two feet. Because they're cowards. That's exactly why they would implode. And most of the problems that you see in the world are from cowardice. People that can't afford to say something, I might lose my job. Okay, well then, therefore you're a coward. Be a coward, keep your paycheck, and uh, shut the F up. But when the backwards comes, these are going to be the people in your face. Because their job now is to stop you. Oh, not just from success, like worldly success, but from happiness. As long as they can rob you of your happiness, they they're, they're at least feel like they're ahead of the game. They're going to get a reward for it. So 
this period now that we're sliding into, I think we should just ignore it. Because we already know what the world is. Uh, the world is, you know, turn away, it's an embarrassment. So, you know, that's basically to me what it is. It's an embarrassment. All the riches in the world and all the gifts in the world, all the opportunities in the world, and look what they do with it. Look at how they can't figure out how to tie their own shoelaces, like I said. You know, I mean, they, they get every opportunity given to them on a silver platter and they still can't figure it out. So, you know, it's doubtful anyone's going to figure it out if that's the case. If the best and the brightest can't handle it, I don't think anyone can. You know? Unless they were just a humble servant of the Lord, and then in that case, they would be invisible. Because they would be made invisible, because they would be rejected. They'd be rejected by people who think they know and they don't know. And then we'd be in more ignorance, more stupidity, more backwards, more unhappiness, and you look around at the people. You look at Canada, people getting euthanized. Who are they? They're unhappy. People that want out, they're unhappy. People want to commit suicide, they're unhappy. Why? Because they had a promise that if they work hard and kept their nose clean, they could have a pretty decent life for them and their kids and have their families. And now that's been dashed. They can't really have that. Only on TV shows. But then again, from my perspective, that's completely normal. Why should anyone have any families? Or The middle class was a political configuration. It wasn't based on the middle class pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. It was because they were allowed to be there by the powers that be. They were allowed they were formulated to be there. They were set up to be there to represent this burgeoning middle class. But then now those days, those times are now gone. And so it's not that it's every man for himself, but it certainly is, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, people now have to weather these storms. And the biggest one I see right now today is this backwards this this kind of trend toward, um, again, once again, anti-Trump, um, you know, and, and this kind of like redo of the radical, you know, sort of Bolshevik leftist uh, need to, to, to take down the current establishment. And these two forces, i.e. the forces of capitalism, the forces of Bolshevism, coming head to head, one being a global force and one being a, uh, you know, more or less of a semi-regional force found around the world. And, and I, I don't know who's going to win. I just know that um, this tension that we're seeing has always been here. People that put their hopes in Trump to save them, I, I hope he does save them, but that's naive because Trump is only one man. And I realize the guy fights like hell and he's got a million indictments and he's just fought through all of them. It's quite amazing. Uh, but, but, you know, he's just one man and last time around he couldn't stop, you know, the Ebola or rather the uh, COVID and he couldn't stop the shutting down of the economy and he couldn't stop the vaccines. He touted them as saving, you know, 
It's like we're intubating everybody and, and they're basically murdering thousands and thousands of people with these tubes and saying, see, I saved all these people with the tubes, the intubation machine. And I don't think I can go through that again with a straight face, can you? I, I don't think so. I mean, I'm going to wait and see. And, you know, if, if things are good, if the economy is good, I'm going to be uh, enjoying that and I'm going to be, you know, running with that. I think you could be successful out there, but you really have to be God-led. You know, you have to be like, Lord, is this the right thing for me to be doing? Will you bless my efforts if I do this or that or whatever you want me to do? And I find that that, that works. It's, if anything I've said, it's really going out on your own with your own understanding and trying to do something that you think is a good idea probably won't work these days. It's going to have to be with the unction of the Lord. It's going to have to be where things line up spiritually and materially. That, you know, and, and what constitutes success? Sometimes bankruptcy is success. Sometimes failure is success. Sometimes death is life. So what is success? It's really anything that brings the Lord closer to people. Is success, and anything that pushes the Lord further away is failure. Well, that sounds so harsh, but I think that's really what we're looking at, and I think that uh, the Lord is really pretty pissed off at the um, at the goings on in these museums and institutions, and they. The, the changing of the guard into uh, a bunch of perverts. And, and I, I, th- I just think the Lord is like, you know, they had, the, 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 the cards have been thrown up in the air. The game board has been thrown up in the air. The chess pieces have been thrown around the room. Uh, it's, it's now game over, uh, time, time for, you know, a battle. And in that battle will be, you know, this backwards push. And I recognized it with this Oppenheimer film. I could see how it works. That's the one good thing in the film is how the government quashes people. How the government stops people. And um, how, how, the, how the big backwards, you know, uh, you know where, where, where a guy is getting celebrated. Guy's on the front of Time magazine. And that very day, he's already, they've already plotted for him to be ousted from the limelight, from society. What do you think of that? The same day he's on Time Magazine, he's ousted. It's truly extraordinary. And absolutely um, apropos of our world. So how does one negotiate the world? By stepping out in good faith with faith. You know, no matter if you, you know, buy a laundromat or you make a film or you make a documentary or a podcast, whatever it is you're doing, to, to step out in faith rather than in your own understanding. God is not a God that wants people to sit on their hands at home and do nothing, especially say nothing. The Lord wants voices in the marketplace, wants people to stand up and say the truth, wants to be heard as the truth. Uh, wants people to accept the fact that there's a truth out there that's that's countering the uh, you, you know the the acceptable narrative, which is usually lies and stupidity.
I think we all accept the stupidity part. You know? But we put up with it because we don't have anything to substitute. We have, we have What do we have to, to put in its place? Not much. So we, you know, we tend to go with stupidity and then act like, well, that's normal. Oh, because I can understand it. It must be true. Or something to that effect. Anyway... Just a short word today about the backwards that, you know, the thing about the spiritual attacks and spiritual walls and weaponry and all that, it's like storms that just need to be weathered. Get out into the shelter, then get back out there. Can we start doing that, please? I mean, that's, there's going to be a lot of help with that, you know, and you're just waiting for it to pass. As far as, um, well, we can go over some more things next time. But uh, this is a short word because this is about all the energy I have for today because it's uh, it's been a slow recovery time. You sound stronger, though. I sound stronger, but, you know, the thing is, is that I'm still on the oxygen even right now. And I move around a little bit and I'm winded. And so it's, it's, you know, I'm unable to really do anything. But I can squawk. And so I have. The Lord loves you. The Lord loves this topic right here today. The Lord wants to bless all of us to go forward in our lives. And it's just cautioning against this backwards thing, which is a storm. Get into the shelter, then get the hell out of the shelter and go rock it, kill it, win it, whatever. Only recognize that you win it for the Lord, not for yourself. Amen. Okay, I'll see you next time. See you next time. Why do they make it so difficult? Can you not see that? Well, that's better. Yeah. Oh, Over it.
track you down And I tracked you down I tracked you down Let's go. 